Hello, this is Carrie Pike, creator of Carrie Bears, and you are listening to Something to Hold On To, episode number 62 with Kelly Philipson, talking about her sweet son, Curtin, and how he came and healed their family and turned them to Jesus. Thank you for joining. I have Kelly Philipson here with me today, and I'm so grateful to her for joining me and especially this kind of busy time of year with Christmas, right? Like a week away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I, I was thinking about it and I I think this is Curtin's present to me this year. (laughs) Oh my gosh. To to talk about him. (laughs) You're so cute. You are so cute. Okay. I'm going to introduce you a little bit, but, um, Kelly, and I have not met before. I would love to have this live. I would love to have us, like I said, knee to knee and talking face to face. But she um, lives in the middle of the country. Um, in Anyway, Indiana, right? Tennessee. Tennessee. See, I'm even messing that up. Tennessee. And just moved there not too long ago. Um, and she, her friend, sent in a bear order for her son, Curtin. And that is how... I gratefully have gotten to know Kelly a little bit. And I just, uh, I'm going to reiterate this. I've said this before on podcast episodes, but the connections in life mean so much. And even though I don't really know you, know you, I just feel your goodness. And I'm just just grateful for this opportunity that we get to talk about your sweet son, Curtin. And um, really quickly, Kelly also has other um, five children total, right? Yep, that's five. right. So she's Sophie that's 13 and Spencer 12 and Curtin who passed, who would have been five, right? Click. Yep. And um, Freddie too. And she also just had a little baby, Matthew, in August, which, whew, you have your hands <laughs> full, honey. <laughs> all good. All good stuff. Um, anyway, I was just, I guess... I get so touched by things that come in from people that send in things for bears. And I, especially little, little ones clothing, I look at it and I'm like, how am I going to make this work? Mm. (laughs) How is this, how is this the best, what is the best way to make a little bear for these families to hold? And anyway, I know you said this, but you felt like Curtin was guiding me and helping me know. I, (laughs) I knew, I knew he would. <laughs> I was like, I'm, cause I couldn't decide the shirts because he always popped up this one picture of me holding him with the red shirt. Yeah. Uh, but then when my friend and I were like, what shirt? And I had several laid out the, there was a monkey shirt that I also, that also kind of popped up and I was like, oh man, you know, so, um, so I like sent it all to you and I'm like, I know you're just, it's going to be perfect. Whatever. <laughs> I, I just know it. <laughs> You're so sweet. Well, it his little jeans just look so <laughs> cute and they just fit like so perfectly at the size of a this bear. So I'm like, well, we're just gonna go for it. And anyway, it turned out it turned out cute. And as you said, it turned out a little muscly, which well, I <laughs> it was so funny because um the dream I had right before before we got the bear, um it was it wasn't a visitation. I don't think it was because like the visitation dreams, you know, like there's like, I can know. And then, but this was like a, um, 
it was more related, the dream was related to my friend who was having some, some, another sign that the next day. And, um, so this really big, beefy young man, <laughs> like, <laughs> with, like the muscles were bulging and he was helping us both out. And so I couldn't, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, curtain, you know, it was, it was like, there's this like big beefy blonde guy who's like helping us out. <laughs> and then, <laughs> with the bear and his like muscles and so curtain in person is like this like i i mean the only time he like topped 30 pounds was when um he was on steroids so this four-year-old kid who weighed like 22 pounds and so for him to you know just like this big beefy bear is like bigger than he was and um and my husband once taught him to like you know or probably spencer taught him to like you know go and kiss his muscles you know and oh right you know your biceps yeah (laughs) so it was so funny because he's just like nope i'm you know and then the kids and i joke that he has like a when he's like flexing his muscle and he's got like a tattoo now and it's like it says jesus and then he turns his fist the other way and it says saves so we like jesus saves (laughs) that's what we joke (laughs) oh my gosh this is so touching you really feel like and i know in your message to me you felt like it was his Mm -hmm. journey to bring you to jesus oh yeah yeah, we know i mean there's no question (laughs) like like this is yeah absolutely did you did you feel like that jesus wasn't in your life before as much or just this is more intense um, no, he wasn't. We we didn't really have him in. So my husband grew up um, like reading the Bible, but it was a the way his family did Christianity. You wouldn't want to be a Christian, you know. Like they, you wouldn't, you don't rejoice in Jesus. You like, you know, there was, it, they weren't walking in Christ at least not to him. Um, mm. So he was sort of rejecting that because he didn't want any part of it. How how they did it, and then I grew up Catholic, but I didn't have the relationship with Jesus that I knew was possible. Um, so religion or Jesus or God wasn't really in the forefront of our lives. I would say we were, you know, humanistic living on the, you know, Judeo Christian values, but not, um, living in Christ. And then, um, so I was thinking of this last night. I just think curtain might've been, um, born in Christ. And I, his story to me is one of, um, obedient love. And I think his story is obedient love to, to both Jesus and to both us, you know, to the family. So, um, so that's, that's like kind of the overarching theme of curtain <laughs> that I, that I see him. And, and because of that, um, I, I just think that Jesus, like, like I just, I think he's like attached to Jesus right now and, and Jesus lets him like um, show us signs and, and be involved. So, wow. wow. That is so huge. I mean, I absolutely love Jesus. I love the Lord. I love God. I'm so, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that it's a part of my life because I don't know right? how to do it without it. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> why would you want to? Like, I know. <laughs> I, I it it didn't we didn't realize until you know and um we just felt that his mission was you know like like I don't know do you want me to like tell you, you about absolutely like, okay. let's start with curtain okay tell me your journey 
Okay. I mean, so, yeah. so Curtin was, um, I'm going to say our surprise kid, but looking back, we can see how, um, the Lord prepared us for him. Mm-hmm. And so my husband has always been in jobs of service. He was in the army and then, um, now he's in law enforcement. And for me, when I was younger, um, I worked in a group home, um, for, young adults with special needs. A lot of them had Down syndrome. Um, And then I also became a psychotherapist, which I don't, I wouldn't endorse now. I wouldn't endorse secular psychology now. I would just, hey, go to Jesus. (laughs) Um, So, so, but that, and also my searching, um, those are kind of the jobs I was involved in. And then um, we had Curtin a little bit later in life and he was born like literally his pregnancy. First of all, with, with all my kids, the pregnancies kind of like indicate how they're going to go. <laughs> so yeah. She, um, I worked at a bookstore and she's like my nerd. She like reads so fast, you know, and like Spencer, I was like uh, listening to Dave Ramsey about money and he's like really good in math and like the concepts and, the over, <laughs> you know, like putting things together. And, and then, uh, with Curtin, my pregnancy was the best. Um, I was I was like in some of the best shape I was in my life. I was like jogging and and eating really well and um, and so he we decided with him. I had been um, really fed up with the allopathic medicine and modern medicine, and I'm just like, nope, we're gonna do. Um, home birth, I don't need an ultrasound because I'm older. And if this kid has any genetic issues that like, I'm not gonna, I don't care. And mm-hmm. so it's almost like, you know, that that was almost like kind of the prep for for his little body. Um, I had one, I had two dreams of Curtin when I was pregnant with him. And one is like, he had just popped out it was born and, and he was like this naked little baby, but he was like a, I would say a three month old at the time, you know, and, and he just smiled and laughed and he kind of looked like Sophie and it was just so cute. It was like the cutest dream. And then I can't really remember the other one. It, it was a little weirder, but it was still um, a baby dream. And so his um, delivery was at our friend's house um, because we were living in, in Yosemite in California and the, um, to get to any practitioners was like a two hour drive. So wow. we wanted a home birth. So the midwife met us an hour in between at our friend's house. And, um, so this, uh, this friend, these friends, Leah and Alex, and, and they're, I mean, and, and they're part of, you know, the, I just, you know, think the people, who are really special in our lives. So, so, uh, you know, this curtain was born and like Leah was sleeping and then she heard all the commotion and it wasn't my most, um, how do I say it? Uh, and not that it wasn't the best birth, but I would say the most like, Oh, Kelly's giving birth and you never know it. I think I was probably screaming the house down. <laughs> for yeah, birth, but, yeah. But um, she, so she woke up and she grabbed the camera and she just started snapping pictures and they are the most, like, I'm not photogenic, but the picture, when you add curtain into anything, it's like, whoa, you look great, Kelly. You know, like, Aww. so um, she, she took the pictures and, and it was just like, 
I never, I never really wanted birth photography or anything, but I was really thankful that she did because it just was like amazing. And so, so right after he was born and, you know, she plopped him on the midwife, plopped him on my belly or whatever. And, and, um, the family came in. And so this was the best moment of my life <laughs> ever yeah. is, yeah. is I sighed and then his little head whipped up to look at me oh. and it was the best moment of my life. Like nothing can, well, maybe when Jesus, you know, reappeared, <laughs> but right. like, you know, right. like when, when Jesus came back, <laughs> but, or when I came to Jesus, I, I, I should say that, but like, you know, the, in terms of a human experience, the, that was the best moment of my life was when Curtin looked at me for the first time. Oh, and uh, so sweet. Yeah. And so we caught the, the moment right before when his head was down. And that's my favorite picture of us. And um, so, so then, but the, the moment didn't really last because then um, it was like, wait a minute, like, does he have Down syndrome? And like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then, so his birth ended up being um, a time of kind of fear and panic and, and like sadness. And I, and I really think that's because of um, how sinful society is with not accepting um, our special people. Yes. And yes. so um, I really... Um, I, and I knew that it was never me not accepting Curtin. It was, I know society and I know that like 97% of the Western world would have aborted him and that they don't even like, are you, it's like after everything we've been through with Curtin, with Jesus, with his signs, it's like, are you kidding me? You're killing the best thing that could ever happen in your life and you're doing it willfully. And so I, um, it was a hard road in the beginning, having, knowing that we lived in a, an area that um, was really secular, really without Jesus. And, um, and I felt that very acute, acutely. Mm -hmm. um, so um, he was born with, um, they, I, I did the stats once and I can't remember, like, you know, literally like one in a million because he was born with two extra chromosomes, not only um, the extra 21st chromosome that would qualify as Down syndrome, but he was also born with an extra X chromosome, which is called Klinefelter syndrome. And so males can have that. So he, <laughs> in wow. this little tiny body, he's got all these chromosomes going on and Oh, his body was just like the most gorgeous thing you've ever seen. And, um, and so he, he like really just, um, just this amazing little body that didn't even have full, he didn't even have a fully functioning heart when he was born. He had a couple holes in it, I think three. <laughs> and, um, so for the first, um, nine months of his life. So he was born and he wasn't in distress when he was born. Um, we went to the doctor the within that first week and then the cardiologist and they found and the cardiologist like, Oh, well, good news. He doesn't need to have open heart surgery today. So Dr. Lee, he was one of our favorite doctors. Um, mm -hmm. so, so, for Kurt in the first eight months of his life, we were trying to get him up to 10. He was born five pounds and we were trying to get up to get him up to 10 pounds so he could undergo open heart surgery. And 
so with all his genetics, he had this hypotonia going on, which is really like the muscles are just kind of lax. So he'd be working. So it was just, it was a marathon for him to breathe. So it was like he was running a marathon for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and then trying to get him to eat. Oh, and then he'd like, oh. yeah, it was, I mean, it just like, whew. Um, but just like he, we held him all the time and there's nothing like a hypotonic baby because they just melt into you mm. and they just like, and you snuggle and you're like, oh, this is like, wow. So we Heaven. always, yes, it is. It is. And that's, that's part of why I think like he was born in Christ because he, right from when he was born, our whole family changed and our really? whole family. Yeah. It, it was like the, the edge that my husband had sort of like, dissolved and it was like my my son was going through some anxiety and that sort of dissolved and it was it was just it's it's hard to explain it was just it was a transformation already from um when he was born and mm-hmm. and I always had said well he came and he like just sort of healed our family in ways that I can't even really quantify um and so that brings us up to open heart surgery at 8 months old and I mean, by this point, he's like, you know, like smiling, like you wouldn't believe. And like, no one had the biggest smile except Kurt and like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like this big, bright smile. <laughs> like, and, um, and so we had open heart surgery and it, and it wasn't, it's not really, um, I want to say it's not a big deal. It is a big deal, but it, for most of the kids who need it, it's, it's pretty, they have it real routine. Um, you just, we had a really great surgeon and Curtin's hole was mat the big hole. He had by then one of them closed. And so he had a big VSD and I forget how big it was, but it was like big and the surgery took longer than we anticipated. But I mean, we were home within five days and it probably would have been quicker if it wasn't over a weekend. Yeah. And then we came home or, um, I think my mom and the kids were sick or, or someone, maybe we were sick in the hot, I forget, but then Curtin contracted viral pneumonia. <laughs> so this oh, wow. little baby, I know. So it was, it was, um, another thing he went through and he stayed out of the hospital. He, um, he, we went to the cardiologist, I think on a Friday or thir- Thursday or Friday. And it was a substitute cardiologist and he, oh my gosh, what it, this guy, he called Curtin a runty little thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. But you could, like, there was no malice. There, there oh. was no malice and it was funny and I don't oh. know how. So with Curtin um, and his personality is that it just, it fits. Like I, I, I don't, I can't even, yeah. At the time I, I was like, did he just say that? Did he just, we're walking back to the car. Did he really say that? What? <laughs> <laughs> there was no malice. And he, um, he told our regular cardiologist, yeah, they, they might be in the hospital by the time, you know, by the time you come in. But we went back on Monday. Um, we stayed out of the hospital, went back and he had a great recovery. Um, so that brings him up to almost a year. And then um, once he had that fully functioning heart, um, he started doing his milestones. And um, and then his, like, little personality would start coming out. 
and mm-hmm. he's the only kid who ever lied to me before I, I think before he was one years old. <laughs> <laughs> what? How did he lie to you? What is that so about? <laughs> he um he goes <laughs> I was in the kitchen and I had, you know, those cubes that you get at Walmart and it, yeah, I had all my papers stored in one little bottom left cube of this little cubby thing. And he was crawling toward it. I think, he, I think he was still army crawling at that point. So he's army crawling and I see him out of the corner of my eye and I kind of like turn away. I don't know. I guess I felt he was on a mission. So I kind of turned away. <laughs> and then when I looked back again, he was, <laughs> all the papers from that cubby were out on the floor. So obviously it was Curtin doing it, but he was sitting up and he was looking, he had the biggest duh face on like, <laughs> Uh, I didn't do anything. Uh, he, he had his mouth hanging open and his eyes are just looking at me like, uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, nope, not me. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know what happened. I'm not even sitting in the midst of papers. Don't know. <laughs> it was oh, so he, had, he had some fun personality right from the get-go. Right from the start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right from the dream. <laughs> right? Yeah, that big smile. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Like, wow. I'm gonna rock your world. Mm-hmm. And you had a couple of, I mean, you're Spencer and Sophie were not old, old. So you, no. you know, you were, and you had a lot going on with Curtin. I mean, surgery and mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, they, I mean, right from the beginning, they're overprotective and, and we all just like loved him so much. And like, I mean, love him still. It's, it's hard because you of get course. your punches wrong, but, um, of but course. like, yeah, Spencer, um, he was gonna, they were gonna bunk in, they were gonna share a room and. One time, my, I don't know, my friend was bringing up about being old and, like, she was joking with Spencer. Spencer, you're going to, like, wipe your mom's butt when she's older or something. And, and he's just, like, looking at her like she's weird and crazy. And he's like, yeah. no, but I'll wipe curtains. Oh, mm-hmm. look at him. That's mm-hmm. so sweet. Yeah. Like, I mean, everyone just knew, like, you know, you couldn't, he just had that, like, he he expressed more in one little like finger motion than like any than you could ever, you know. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And and he didn't. I mean, he lived a few more years, obviously. Yeah, to four. Yeah. But and I know you said he had cancer, but he didn't <laughs> die of cancer. No, he wasn't going to die of cancer. So okay, so let me fast yeah, forward through this. We um we ended up moving. And because we needed more to be closer to services because we couldn't drive two hours in case something happened, you know, and, yeah, and, um, we wanted more services to help them with all the, um, like the crawling, the walking, the talking, the, this, the, that. Um, and so just like, I know, and I just, it's just so, I know I'm just going to try, I'm going to try and say this, um, in people get really caught up the women I was on groups and groups and groups and the moms especially they get really caught up in um like oh my son's delayed or my child's delayed and you know is this you know they compare um and it's just I don't want to say it's not a big deal because it's a big deal that you have to work on it everyone has things they have to work on but um a lot of times society looks at a delayed milestone compared to everyone else and says, Oh, they're not smart or, Oh, they're, you know, they're, they're just, you know, they used to call kids like him morons or, you know, like, and that's why they changed the name because it was an official diagnosis. And now it's used as a, you know, derogatory term and, 
or, you know, especially the R word, you know, I'm having yeah. I'm doing quotes, you know, and, yeah. and society, no matter how quote woke they become, there is that stigma and it's, it's real. And I can't, I can't tell you how many people underestimated. And so I'm just going to generalize and say, like, if you have a special kid who doesn't fit the normal, then, then like, it's an obligation to look and find like the specialness in them because it's there (laughs) and they're not born by mistake and their body isn't created by mistake. It's created for God's purpose. And if you're not finding it, like that's your own fault (laughs) because it's there. And, um, because that curtain, like it was there all along, we knew it. And in spite of like there's so many things that people did. It's like the soft, um, I forget how it's, um, I forget what they call it. Um, soft bigotry, I think. And it's just, you know, yeah, like his, his service worker, Oh, you know, we're like, he's signing up a storm. And oh my goodness. And she's like, well, it would be really interesting to see how many signs he has. And so we, the kids and I are like, okay, let's do it. And so we counted and he had like over 120 signs. Like, wow. so, you know, and you don't, um, I mean, he was reading, but you know, before he was like three, <laughs> like or three and a half, I forget when, but like, I'm like, oh, well, the kids that's reading. Inc- that's incredible. That is, it incredible. is. But most people don't, they, I am on the boards and I'm seeing the moms and they're comparing their kids and they're complaining and crying. And I'm just like, don't cry about your kid. <laughs> don't do it because it's yeah. not it's not going to serve anything. And that's like, that's, you know, and now that, now that we, you know, follow Jesus, we believe we're in a spiritual war. And I'm sorry, but that's not of Jesus. Like that's, you know, that's not how, um, it's not making anything better. And if it's not making anything better, it's not of Jesus. And so anyway, curtain, like, we we saw it because he was like, well, I'm the big cheese, you know, and so like we we all <laughs> saw it, but like it was coming. We came up a, a lot of against that, um, you know, just like society being like humanistic and being like smart is better, and like you you know we're you know it's why they you know um, discriminate. So mm-hmm. um, we did come, and it was. Another thing, it was kind of like a dualistic thing, like you're, um, now I never went to an OB, but after Curtin was born, I was like, I'm never going to, I mean, I never went with him. Um, but then I realized that the OBs are the ones that are killing the kids like Curtin. And I'm like, I can't, I can't, I have to find a Christian obstetrician if I want to do this because I'm, you know, what, what am I going to, you know, so, um, wow that was a kind of a, um, an eye opener too. Like, it's like, you don't really know this until you start getting, um, I think too, like you said, you don't realize and you don't know until you are in that situation. Like, right. Right. uh, Absolutely. We were, yeah, yeah. We were, you know, live and let live sort of, you know, we wouldn't, we would never, you know, um, I didn't want to be in the situation where someone would tell me something, something was wrong with my kids. So I didn't even have an ultrasound with curtain. And, um, but we were, we're never kind of judging. And now it's like, well, um, 
I'm going to, I'm going to say that this behavior isn't good. And I'm going to say that because, um, like I see how it affects everyone. <laughs> yeah. And, right. um, so, so we were up against a lot of discrimination, which Curtin, you know, he, I, I just really feel like Jesus prepped him for and his mission. And he was the kid that you brought to the store and like, everyone was like, Oh, your kid's so cute. And then like contrast <laughs> that with Freddie, you're like, Hey, your kid needs a nap. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry, Freddie. Oh. So, so Curtin would go, um, his, and then people, I'm getting up to his cancer. People would, uh, no say, um, they would generalize, you know, because if you have Down syndrome, you're like the type. And they would say, "Oh, so he likes to go and like help, hug everyone." I'm like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, "Interesting." No. Yeah, like, it, it, like we would say that he was like the happiest person we knew. And I'm telling you, all of his physical struggles, and he always had a smile. And um, his type was, and now I remember my my husband's in law enforcement. And Curtin's type was the big, again, the big beefy biker dudes, the more tattoos, the better. And if they had a cell phone, then he was like, oh, in heaven. huh? Oh, my gosh. And and those were the people he would approach. Those were. Yeah, those were the people. Yeah. And he and just like the biggest like 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 my husband would be like the biggest hell's angel guy in the store. And Curtin's like waving to him. (laughs) You know what? Because he he sees all the good. I mean, mm-hmm. I just feel like, yeah, yeah, he had a mission to, he did. He to did. just love. And it didn't matter who. No, nope. no, I didn't. And you could tell he was our litmus. And I kind of feel like he still is. Um, you know, if I kind of talk about Curtin and people are all, you know, I, he was our litmus test. If Curtin didn't like someone, it, like there might be a reason. And, and he mm-hmm. wasn't the type of kid to go up and run and give hugs. And like, he was very much like a Phillips, you know, he was very much part of our family where we're more reserved. Yeah. <laughs> but once you're in, you're in, you know, and, and, um, so yeah, so <laughs> that, okay. So then we move, let's see, at this point we're in near Vegas, we're right outside of Vegas and, um, and then we had that that was a pretty oh and just like the you know there's no coincidences so when we took my husband and I took her in on a house hunting trip and we were renting um for the Vegas time and we um pull in and the owner of the house is pulling out and and we just all waved and we had curtain and come to find out we rent the we're renting the house and it was a great great little house and and the owner's brother has Down syndrome. <laughs> oh. And you think, what are the chances? You know, and, and yeah. that's kind of all of Curtin. What are the chances? And um, no, so, no, there's right. absolutely none. And so then we had, um, that was 2018. 2019, Freddie was born. And um, how was Curtin with Freddie? Oh, I was just going to say he was the best big brother and like I even I told Spencer I was like you know Curran is such a good big brother because like he has he you know he's modeling after you because you're such a good big brother to him and um in the beginning he was a little jealous and we um I'm really big into homeopathy and so a, a couple you know doses forget I think he needed silica and maybe um 
tuberculin, but he, a couple doses and, and then he was holding Freddie and he was so gentle. And I have this picture of the three boys, Spencer, Curtin and Freddie. And it's just the, the way that they're positioned. Freddie was on tummy time or kind of like on his side and Curtin's on tummy time, just kind of holding his cheek and, and Spencer's like, I don't know, like a little spider with his legs up in the air. <laughs> just the way that, that, and all three boys are like on the play mat, and it was so cute. And um, so he was now. Um, Curtin is just, you know, he would just be want to be held all day, and and we're fine with that. And you know, um, and with his hypotonia, and it was harder. I mean, once he got crawling, he was he was the fastest crawler I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. Um, now, Freddie. He was born like really, I just like tight muscles, nervous system, all a Twitter. And, and he's just like, put me down, put me down. And he like wanted to go down and like conquer the world. So he like, you put him down and then he's like this little three month old trying to crawl. <laughs> you know, so they were, like, oh. totally different. But they would, um, um, it was so fun. I, I'd be like pumping for Freddie. And then I had this little remote control car and I would like whiz it around the room and Curtin would be like going after it. And Freddie would be <laughs> Pretty good try. Yeah. And then um, Curtin started walking and um, let's see, where am I up to? 2009. So 2009. So Curtin loves, um, I forgot this one point. He loves, you know, the coincidences. And so he was born on my mother's birthday. He was born three weeks early on my mother's birthday, May 15th. Mm -hmm. And that's also the day I got my master's. So we have oh, a little wow. thing going with May 15th. And then on my anniversary, August 3rd in 2019, he broke his arm. <laughs> oh, so he, yeah, the, the dates are important. And so um, poor little boy. And so that happened in 2019. And then um, the oncologist said his cancer could have started around October, November, 2019, or Christmas, he, he got a really bad virus and we don't know what it was. Um, so it could have started there. And, um, I mean, that virus just knocked him out and mm -hmm. we were taking him to, um, we telecommuted with a doctor who is monitoring his thyroids and, and we were taking him in person to like the ER and urgent care and they just didn't know what was going on. And so he, Typically with like a cancer, he had leukemia. Um, if they lost the ability to walk, cause it's so painful. It's like the legs are where they're, um, we make the bone marrow. And so it's really painful because the bone marrow, I, I, my understanding it's being cancer cells are now being made and it's painful. So, um, so he wasn't walking and, um, and I was like, cancer, you know, is it, but the doctors weren't saying that. And, um, he had a, like a, a revival, I guess, a recovery where he was walking at some point. So it wasn't like we could just, it wasn't a steady decline where all the symptoms pointed directly to yes. cancer. It was kind of like that. And then he got better. And I think it was the homeopathy actually. Um, but then looking back just, and this is why I say his story is one of love and obedience because he preferred men, he preferred men and boys, um, he preferred daddy to hold him. Um, you know, I mean, he was just daddy's little boy. And we mm. went to a jiu-jitsu competition in March um, of 2000, 
20, maybe it was February, February, March, early March, because then we're getting into COVID soon. Right. Um, so it was either late February, or early March, and he made a beeline for one of the um, girls on the jiu-jitsu team, and he really never did before. You know, he's seen her all year, two years, whatever, and he made a beeline for her and wanted her to hold him, and she was sick then. And cool. so then he relapsed, but so in thinking about it, like, you know, he was obeying, he was mm-hmm. obeying. And, uh, and so he relapsed, he got, um, and that, that was sort of the beginning of, um, of his, when we knew he had cancer. So he was diagnosed with cancer on my birthday. <laughs> oh my then, gosh. Yeah. And then I told you, um, before Sophie figured it out this year that from diagnosis to, to death, it was 40 days. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so he, I mean, we, just, we just know he loves Jesus. Like we know it's, it's more confirmation after the fact, but those, um, the, he was, his personality was, um, never to show pain. And that's part of why, um, what made the diagnosis harder. Cause I brought him, I brought him to the, um, urgent care and, and I'm like, he's really in so much pain and, and he's Tommy hurt at that point too. And, and I'm like, he won't, you know, he's in so, and the, and the doctor's looking at me and he's like, he's like, well, he looks fine to me. He doesn't look like he's in a lot of pain. And I'm like, trust no. me. <laughs> like he is. And he it is. was, yeah, after the lab work and, um, and the doctor, I could see that the doctor had compassion in his eyes when before he was more arrogant. And I just was like, I was just like, give me one more night. Give me one more night. Give me one, you know, and, and I don't even remember. I, I was texting my mom, could be cancer. And then I didn't even remember that the next day. Like I, it was total blanked. And, um, so, so that was kind of, he went in, um, they found, a diagnosis of leukemia. And now his oncologist is another person that I just know we were supposed to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was like Dr. Akeda and Curtin were like, oh, love. <laughs> like I mean, he, Dr. Akeda just like loved him so much. And, um, and Curtin would just give his little, little tiny handshake or like wave to him. And, and Dr. Akeda would be like, Oh, he's such an angel. I know. And, fawn all over him, which Curtin loved too. And so, um, that, let's see, he had, um, a port put and, you know, the hospital was just, it was horrendous for, you know, parents. And we just like, couldn't, it was just something we went through and that I try not to think about because it's just, it's horrific, you know, it's, it's horrific. And we had, um, a couple nurses, there was this one nurse that, um, it's, it's almost like with Curtin, there's nothing, nothing normal. So she's like watching him breathe. And she, when I woke up the next day, she's like, I didn't, I was hoping you wouldn't catch me watching him because like, I'm just watching him breathe. And I like, I know what's going on. <laughs> so wow. then, um, my husband was there. We, we took 24 hour turns at the hospital and my husband was there and that same nurse and she's just staring into his eye, Curtin's eyes. And my husband's watching them and he had such chills. He's like, I don't know what they were doing. Like, I don't know what passed between them, but Curtin just nodded. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. She's probably like, please don't. <laughs> please, yeah. please, please don't die on my watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so, um, so then I, I do, I do believe he waited for me. He, before he, um, before I, I don't even like the word died. I, I just feel like it should be transformed <laughs> or I, I like yeah. now I like, um, Jesus called him home before he went home. There were, um, so I was there every other night and maybe one, two, like, um, one, two, three, four, maybe the fourth day, night before he died. Like, I, I felt like when I was there, things would get a little worse. And so I think he was kind of prepping and, um, then oh, I mean, I'm trying to think, um, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, it's hard on a mom or a dad to watch your kid get hurt, you know, like yeah. oh, have, yeah. have stitches mm-hmm. or had to, or a broken leg or an arm or something. Yeah. But then I can't imagine watching your little sweet guy just suffer and, and trying to be so happy and is so happy even in all of, in all of this. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he got grumpy with the pain. Um, For sure. But it was no, it wasn't like other kids would (laughs) it was more a silent and he so there was um the day he had this is going back to when he was diagnosed and he had his port put in that they administer the chemo drugs yeah yeah and he um he would just play his music and he his favorite band was train um I don't know. Do you, do you know Train? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. So, so um, he would play, he played two songs and like, I mean, oh, this kid liked his drugs. So he was on morphine and he just played, um, he wanted me to play, play that song and then Soul Sister. And he kind of alternated them. And I was like, oh, I hate this band. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were like, dude, that for hours. And then, Too many um, times. Oh my goodness. But then he died, um, four days before Mother's Day. And on Mother's Day, I realized why he played Soul Sister so much. And I, yeah. And so is our song. But um, yeah, so, but the nurses, it was, it was so funny because they were doing PT with him. Like the, I think the week right before, I mean, he was so like, he couldn't, it was so hard for him to raise his arms and move, raise his head. And they're like, let's do PT. And so this young nurse, oh, um, um, she, we we're putting on his favorite songs and like, they just thought curtain was so cool because of like the, his music selection. And so, um, we did train and then he also loved Bruno Mars. And so there's a song <laughs> like this day, I'm just not going to do anything. And yeah. there's like yeah. some lyrics in there that are really are not appropriate. And now we wouldn't, you know, let our kids listen to it, but before <laughs> whatever. And, and so she just like covers curtains ears. It was so cute. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes. <laughs> and, uh, so then let's see. So I think he wait. So his, in his death, um, the day he, the night he died, um, it was just, my husband was actually, I mean, just it's crazy because my husband, there's a special like team that goes around the country with the, uh, my husband works for the park service and this team, like came to Vegas, came to Lake Mead. Um, and they hadn't been to Lake Mead bef- um, since I think 2014. So it wasn't usual that they should come to Lake Mead and um, for an extra patrol or whatever. 
So that, um, because a lot of the guys on the team were my husband's friends, my husband, they were, um, Hey, let's like take all our cars and, and go and give Kurt in a light show. Like, you know, and, and what window is he in? And so my husband was kind of organizing this, like the night that Curtin did pass away. And so it's just like another little thing of like, um, we, people were coming into our lives. They, um, on that night and it wasn't it was like people knew it, it was more it was you know but you don't know like I had people normally people don't tech you know people who didn't normally text or call actually got in touch with me that day um that day my husband and I were changing out and at around four I wanted to go in earlier and the AC went out and <laughs> you need AC in Vegas in March because yeah. it's just so hot. So um, the landlord, our landlord was so good. He like called the AC company and they called and said, well, anytime after blah, blah, blah. And I called them back and I just said, um, I just I wanted to go earlier to my son. He's in the hospital. And right away, like the guy was there. You know, it was just oh. things were just <clears throat> happening. And my friend, I, I didn't see her too frequently, but um, we text all the time and she drove up, you know, I mean, just. And had no idea that that would no be idea. Right. No idea. Yeah. And that, that day, oh, oh my gosh, that day I said to my friend, I, you know, she's like curtain breathing and this and that. Cause I, I had posted, um, curtains breathing wasn't right. And so, you know, my mom's calling about the breathing and, Oh, my mom's having like chest, you know, my, my chest hurts. And, um, and then my friend, she's like, um, something about curtain. And, and I said on text, I'm like, don't worry, I'm not going to let him die. <laughs> like, like, oh. where does that, she's like, I thought that was weird. later on when you're processing all of it. And she's like, I thought it was weird. You'd say that. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of was like, as if I, you know, have any control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Right. And uh, so, so all of these things, it was just, you know, the, the confluence of everything that was going to happen. And, and I think the biggest blessing was that I was totally blindsided. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think, um, I love that you would say that that's a blessing. Well, I mean, oh, go ahead. You yeah. know, you say, I mean, I, normally you would think it was too soon or I was not mm -hmm. ready, but how can you ever be ready? Oh, goodness. I, I, the one regret I do have is that I feel like if I knew I could have done better. Mm, I don't know. I'm sure you did exactly what you needed to do <laughs> and what you were supposed to do. <laughs> well, I, you know, the logical side thinks that because I, I don't really feel like I had any sort of control. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. But, um, were so, you both were you both there you and your husband oh well um I think curtain wanted me there and so I came around four which wasn't that early um but usually my little routine was to go in there say hi and like um go get myself like they had these little uh pudding cups you know in the yeah. in their little thing and like I never have them so I would like go and get a chocolate pudding cup <laughs> like yeah um, yeah for sure so that was my usual routine. And that day I, I like didn't leave the room. So, you know, and it wasn't cause I was thinking, Oh, I'm going to stay. It was just, I didn't. And, um, and he had his, I came in and his normal nurse for that week. Um, and I think this is important and I don't know why. Um, 
she was leaving and she wasn't wearing her mask. And I'm, so I'm going in there. I'm like, who the heck are you? <laughs> you know, but, yeah, like, she's but it, right. Yeah. Cause I didn't know who she was. Um, but then I realized that it was his nurse and I just feel like it was important that Curtin and the nurse like saw each other face to face. I just feel like it was cause I like, why isn't she wearing a mask? You know, it's an oncology ward. Like I don't, I don't mask in public, you know, I don't wear a mask, but, sure, um, sure. when I'm on an oncology ward, Oh, you bet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. For and, sure. Um, so, so she, it was, it was, yeah. So it was like, she wasn't masked. She left. And then I think he had his, um, his chest. So by this point, I mean, there was all this other issue going on, but like with the hospital, um, by this point he had, um, so by, okay. So the Monday before he, he passed away on a Wednesday, the Monday before, um, they did another, was it the Monday before the week? I forget. There was some, they tested his cancer. And so that Monday before he was like considered cancer free. Wow. And then, but he had contracted viral pneumonia. And so he was um, like really breathing with like not full lung capacity because one of his lungs was um, like crushed a little bit. And um, he, because of the chemo, he developed, it's a common symptom of blood clots. And so the chemo, um, made it possible for him to have blood clots and thin blood. And I say made it possible because I just, nothing's going to happen without God's permission. God allows. So, um, he developed blood clots and he developed, um, thin blood. So it was hard to treat the clots because with clots, they typically give blood thinners, but we couldn't make his blood too thin. So they probably couldn't have even done a surgery with his blood being so thin. And he was really too young. What they do with older people, I guess, is they do something to catch the clot so it won't, like, I think, go to the heart. Um, So he had blood clots. And and it's also interesting because I had started getting getting bruises on my legs. And I had joked, like, you know, oh, he's outsourcing his symptoms, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And, um, I mean, just bizarre. And – so I went in and then he had his, like, because he had the pneumonia, they were doing um, these breathing treatments that asthmatic people who have asthma get these nebulizer treatments. And they were like ugh, tapping on his back and this poor kid. And he hasn't, he hasn't had a good night's sleep in like, you know, a really long time. And so he's just, um, and you just watch and you think, how can anyone go through this? Yeah, and he's and he's so much. basically four. You know how can he mm. go through this? And mm. and uh, so so then what happened? You know we're just just chatting with the people who are coming in, and and then um, he went. There was a new round of nurses that um, let's say they weren't the A team nurses. <laughs> sure, that's and, a nice way. Yeah. But they were. Um, it was who needed to be there because it was one young girl where, and we had her before and she didn't call the doctors. I thought she should have called him earlier than she did one at one point, like a month before, but it was mm-hmm. her and, um, and she wanted to give him morphine. And, um, and I was just like, no, I was like, wait, you know, wait a little bit. This is not his usual pain expression. This is not, it's not usual, you know, for him. Yeah. And, um, I, I do believe if she had given him the morphine, he would have 
like gone and and then she I I don't I think it was the right decision not to give them more I mean we're talking in a span of a couple hours it's not like yeah. um I'm like you're gonna be in pain forever you know it's it was that I think if she had administered it he would have died right then and um so she w- left to go get a more experienced consultation and uh so it was like we had all this activity in his room. We're weighing him. We're doing this. We're doing that. The bet, the electronics weren't working well in his room. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. And then uh, they left, and it was me and my bud. <laughs> just you two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it, it like the beeping started, but it was like I was veiled. <laughs> you know, curtain means veil, and and the. Uh, the beeping started in a different thing, but you know, so my friend's like, well, and then they all rushed in, right? Like they do on TV. I'm like, no, no, they didn't. And they didn't No. And, uh, I, I, I didn't realize he was, you know, so there's like, um, to put it in a big perspective, he, um, died of a blood clot and there was nothing anyone could have done because of the way he died. We, there was no way, to save him. So it, it's not like, oh, if they got in there three minutes earlier, he would have been alive. There, there was no way. Like the blood clot did it. So that is so interesting and so kind of freeing. So um, the blood, the blessing, I think. Yes. A right. Blessing. Yeah. Because, because when I finally realized things were going, like his breathing was not like, I was like, wait a minute, I don't think he's breathing, you know? And meanwhile, like the things beeping and, and I'm clueless. And, and then the CNA came in, she like the first line to come in and she was just as veiled as I was because she was like mixing with this oxygen, you know? And, and I like, it was like we were in a drug state or something. And then I finally, I'm like, can you get someone else, please? <laughs> you know, and, and that was like, you know, like, like, it was like, move. It was like, get into action. Come on, you know, and, and then it was like, then it was kind of like we were unveiled and she immediately got someone that came in, you know, but it was like, we, um, curtain I need that time. Yeah. And then, um, absolutely. And then I felt his relief. Um, so it was like the whole team and me. And uh, at this point I had called my husband and I was just like, pray. And he gets in the car and they weren't going to let the kids in, um, because now by this point it's COVID. Um, but they did. And so mm. he was, you know, drive it. usually took 35 minutes to be there. I don't know. He, I mean, he was obviously quicker, <laughs> but, um, he, he came in and, and, and he, he'd done enough CPR on people as, you know, in law enforcement to know that they were just waiting for him. Yeah. But in between this time when my husband and the kids came, um, like I felt Curtin's relief. Like I, I felt it. I felt, and he, his relief came from up and to the right. Like I felt it. And I was like, I was like, that's not my relief because I am not relieved right now. Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah. that's not mine. That's not mine. And so, um, so that is like, that was his, like the, the physical death. And then my husband, the kids came in and they were trying to be like, I don't think the kids should see that. And my husband's like, don't tell me what the kids should see. And, um, <laughs> yeah. so, and so, uh, 
they needed to be there. I, I just believe our culture doesn't handle death anywhere near the way it should. <laughs> so, so they, they needed to be there. And um, so if I had jumping forward a little bit, if I had to do it over with, I, I would have brought his little body home with me that night. Um, but we, um, they came. So what happens is they come in your hotel and then they put him on a little stretcher and then you go down and, and one of the big pet peeves of ours is that they took him out the door with the, uh, um, the trash <laughs> and we we're like, what, you know, like, oh, oh, you know, couldn't even process it, but it, it's all in a way to his memorial made up for it. And that was part of, I think, getting him to have a really good memorial. Yeah. So, um, but going back to um, the first, okay. So the, I would say the first sign I got from him was his relief. Yeah. And then the second one, when he had gotten sick, I um, consulted this lady who did muscle testing to see, um, or energy testing to see um, if we could give him any supplements and, and uh, she's like, his energy is just really, really weak. But um, he wants me to read you this poem. And um, it's called Pretty Face. And she, like, read this poem. I'm like, why is she? Like, and we're doing this, you know, online. So I'm like, what? Does she think I don't think he has a pretty face? Like, what is going on here? That's weird, you know. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, mm-hmm. Like, are you, what are you saying? You know, what are you saying about me? So this is bizarre. And so, uh, so after... My husband, so the night curtain died, um, my husband was, I guess, with the other kids somewhere because they weren't in the room. And the head nurse, um, who I had never met before, came in and he, we're like over curtain's body on either side and we're holding hands. I mean, it's just weird. We're holding hands and he just says to me, I, he's like, I just, he's like, I love his face. <laughs> And he's like, I, he's like, I just love his face. And he's like, I would tell people, um, you know, I tell everyone else, like, did you see this kid? Did you see him? Oh. <laughs> he's got the most beautiful face. And so, so that was like later when I put it together with the pretty face. Yeah. Wow. You know, like, wow. And like, I, like, so I, I was being taken care of, even though I didn't realize it. And it, it's so interesting to look back and, oh, and my goodness. see my goodness. all those blessings and not mm-hmm. in the moment, you know, there's so much going on. And then you yeah. look back and you're like, wow. Yeah. There was so going on. <laughs> yep. If if you don't have an anchor, like, and I would, I would say if you don't have Jesus, then you, you can't go through this because it, it's horrific. It is horrific. And then the reality is no one lives forever on this earth. <laughs> right. Like this, is, this is all we are all going to go at one point. Right. And yeah. Um, so if you don't have that anchor, if you don't have, you know, the, the knowledge, like, okay, now I have eternal life. And when I do get my glorified body, like, you know, I'll have a Jesus tattoo, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, if you don't have that, then it's horrific. And I don't know how you can, do it um yeah Yeah. so okay uh, yeah so cute kelly it's gonna cut off at an hour and i'm just gonna send you another link and we'll keep going oh okay great yeah so i'm like we're we're like seconds away from an hour so i'm like i'm just gonna cut you there and then we can cut off this little part and then okay
Okay, so I'll send you another link really quick. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. A lot of time, you know, they're like, it's hard. It's still hard. You know, you can't, like, we, I'll, I had PTSD from watching him die. I had my grief and I had PTSD from that night. You know, I'd like wake up at night and like, is Karen breathing? And then, you know, like, or is Freddie breathing? Or, you know, and even when Maddie born, I will go, is Maddie? Where's the baby? You know? And um, so I had to deal with the, you know, PTSD plus the grief. And um, so even now, you know, if I'm not, like, if not, I would say, um, immersed like in the Bible and Jesus and listening to about the Bible, you know, if, if I'm not, if my eyes are not focused on Jesus, it is so easy to go back and to have grief to, and to have the, the sort of grief that like is, I, I guess toxic or, you know, like the debilitating, the, yeah. debilitating right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, I guess, you know, like the Bible says we grieve with hope or I don't know what it, you know, I don't know the passage, but like, you know, it's, there's a difference between grieving and knowing that you're going to see your son, like in the blink of an eye, because life is so short versus I'm going to be incapacitated now because, you know, my son died and I can't go on, you know? So, so it's like those two and like, um, staying in the, the former where like, I'm, I'm going to be sad and that's okay, but I know I'm going to see him. Like, you know, I just got to, you know, overcome and get through and do what Jesus wants me to do really. Um, and that that's much more manageable. Absolutely. And then in fact, like I was going driving home from my friend's house once and, and, um, this is the sort of stuff that happens. Um, I heard, it's not like I hear stuff. It's, it's like you hear, feel, it's sort of like a, just like, you know, it's like, you should be happy. Mm. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm not going to be, ha- I'm, I'm not going to be happy. I'm never going to be happy. I'm okay with not being happy ever, ever again. How can I, you know? And then it was like the next day or the next couple of days I was listening to a sermon and it was literally quoting the Bible where you're, you're supposed to rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> so like, okay. Message received. Now I got to try and make that happen. <laughs> you know, like, I, um, I love that you get these signs and these, yeah. These sweet, I don't know, I'd call mm-hmm. them tender mercies or mm, mm-hmm. I, I, I have this yeah. thing where I call them winks and waves from heaven, but anyway, yeah. but you know, just, <laughs> yeah, heaven wink that you're like, yeah, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get it. I got to mm-hmm. shift focus a little bit or yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, and, and before we really like, um, before we let Jesus back into our lives, we were like, what is going on? Like, is he trying to, you know, we'd be like a little new agey. Is he trying to up our vibration? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> and, and that's, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, it's like, you no, know, stay, like, stay out of that, you know, like get, get back in so you can do what, you know, you need to do. And yeah. So, um, so he, so Curtin died at 22-22, so 10-22, and his numbers that he liked, his favorite numbers now are 22 and 27, 27 is my birthday, and, um, mm. and his heart weight at death was about double what a four-year-old would be, and it was wow. 120, yeah, well, I was working so hard. Yeah, but a uh, one twenty. But I mean, hey, big heart, you know. <laughs> I was gonna say he had a huge heart, <laughs> exactly, you know, literally. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, and the um, so one twenty two grams, and so that that's another one that <clears throat> comes up a lot in our in our little winks. 
And um, so, yeah, I I don't know. Um, I don't know. Do you like? Do you want me to brag about a sign? I don't. I shouldn't say brag. You <laughs> it no, feels like bragging. <laughs> no, it does, doesn't it? Um, yeah. You had mentioned to me even um, about a, a book, like that, mm-hmm. uh, that had fallen off a shelf or something, and mm-hmm. you were like, "All right, what's going on?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so that is all in our like preparation of like um, toward Jesus. So, uh, okay. So in the beginning, I, where I needed to be was anything new agey. And now I would not, I would not endorse this now. Um, it's just where I was. And I believe that God uses everyone and everything. So, um, I was like, um, I like needed to do psychics. I needed to read anything new agey. I needed to, um, you know, just be immersed in that. And then, um, my husband was more, um, like quiet about it, but he would get, because of his upbringing, reading the Bible, he would get Bible verses in his head and stuff. So it was like a progression leading us both. We both came to Jesus, like right at the same time in our different ways. And so with me, it was like, almost like everyone who contact, who contacted me would mention Jesus. <laughs> so interesting. It's like like one friend I had from college just like we don't chit chat at all. And she just like like sent me this big long text, you know, God, God's strong enough, Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I just like take that and like thank her and and don't do much with it. And then my other friend like sends me a picture of this little boy sitting on Jesus' lap. And she's like, this is right where Curtin is, you know? And, and oh. like, you know, yeah. And like, and she was actually one of the ones who like, um, she studies Bible theology and, and she, you know, so she was more like a teacher and getting me into um, more biblical stuff then. Um, and then mm-hmm. this other lady who uh, like, um, I would say this other lady is like new agey and I wouldn't like, there was an issue with her later. Um, and, but in the initial, she was like, Oh, I'm feeling Jesus energy, <laughs> you know? And so, so it was even like the new agey people who later, you know, I believe in spiritual warfare and who later tried to do harm. Um, mm-hmm. she even brought up Jesus in the beginning, you know? So, um, and, and this was all after curtain died. This right? was all after, all after. Yeah. So, so we're like, at, wow. you know, after death. Um, oh, so the, um, the team that came to Lake Mead, um, and they, they were going to the bring their vehicles yeah. and the lights. So, um, part of that team who was on that team was Leah, whose house that curtain was born at. Oh yeah, I know. Weird. <laughs> So, so she actually, um, and Alex was still, uh, they were still out of Yosemite, but she was there anyway. So she finished her, um, obligation at Lake Mead and then both of them stayed the next week for us. Um, so it was, it was amazing because we didn't have family in the area. So, um, so they stayed and then, um, they came back for Curtin's Memorial, um, so it, it's just one of the, one of the things, you know, you like curtains started with me, ended with me, like started with Leah, ended with Leah. And, uh, gosh, that's so sweet. To have yeah. That yeah. And, mm. um, 
yeah and then another um yeah another guy was matt's friend and then he ended up telling matt like um something you know just like they had lost a a child but no one knew and he he told matt you know just like make sure you deal with it because otherwise it can, you know, the grief can cause like health issues and stuff. So he, I think he needed to be there too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, so then, um, all right. So we're up to that point and then we're getting all these Jesus signs, but separately, I don't know my husband's other signs. I can really share a lot of them, you know, and yeah. Um, I'm kind of laser like focused on like we're at this point we're getting like sign galore like I mean it's you know like um <laughs> so the I, and I will get to the book um no no, no it's great I, I just uh the one of the first so he one of the first signs for my friends he like there was like this little bird that just pecked at her window is like this really fat red bird and pecked at her window and then like couldn't fly away it kind of like stumbled down and it it was just really she videoed it and it was just really funny and we're like what and then and then like that afternoon my dad saw like a red cardinal whizzing through the backyard and so it was just (laughs) it's just the things if you put it together you're like oh okay so he figured out how to do the animals by you know in three hours and then I one of my signs in the beginning was curtain love the ultimate beast master I don't know if you've seen it on tv it's um this where all the like, you know, all the dadas would like go splash. <laughs> That's so, so they cute. Would, they would go into this obstacle course, and when they they um, stumbled, they would splash into water. So he's like, "Ooh, dada splash!" And um, so the one of my signs was I was outside with my little mug that the kids got me for my birthday. It was like best mom ever. You're not feeling like the best mom ever when your kid dies. So I'm outside with a mug of coffee and there's this little moth flying by and landing on the rim. And I was like, shoo it off first. And then I'm like, Oh, maybe curtains sending it. So I like, it goes on the the rim and then it goes splash. Oh, oh, oh. Oh my gosh. So I like threw my coffee in the bushes and I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm like texting my friend. She's like, I knew it. I knew he'd do something funny. (laughs) Look at him. I like, that really wasn't funny. (laughs) Oh, what a sweet thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, really. And. Mm -hmm. And so full of life after death. I mean, it just yeah. Feels oh like- yeah. Oh, there's no yeah. There's no question. It's not the way I want it to be, but it's the way it is. And like, okay, I'm gonna take every single sign I get, and I'm going to say thank you, Jesus, for letting him still be with me. You know, so overtly. Yeah. You know, so, um, so the books like. There was this, so my friend who's the theologian who, you know, um, here's where Curtin is sitting on Jesus' lap, you know, the picture. She sends me this um, book or tells me about, I forget if I ordered it, um, this neurosurgeon who had a near-death experience and met Jesus. And then, um, so I get her book and um, I'm reading it. And, and throughout all these, like, books I'm reading, there's this one guy, his name comes up and I, um, George, someone, I forget his name now, but, um, he had a near death experience and he wrote a couple books on it. So I buy his book and, um, in it, he's like, he had his near death experience when he was in the army and my, you know, my husband used to be in the army and now he's like a psychiatrist and, you know, I used to be a psychotherapist. And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. And, 
And in his near-death experience, the way he describes Jesus is just so amazing. Like, he's just like, you know, yes, people would move out of the way when he walked because he commands that power, you know. And, and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And so it's like, you know, another thing focusing on Jesus. And um, so his book, and then I had gotten his next book, and it's sort of a continuation of his life after how he um, just, you know, I, I don't even remember most of it. I just remember there was this one guy that he brought to Jesus and through his experience. And, um, but I put that book on the shelf because um, at this point I had gotten another book in and this book was um, Through the Eyes of a Lion, written by a pastor whose daughter died um, of an asthma attack. And, like, he was there and he couldn't save her. And it was so sad. I mean, so, so sad. And it was supposed to be, um, like, you know, the sad grief with hope. But it was not doing that for me. I was, I was, it was around, I think, October. I was just, like, tears streaming down. Just so, so sad. Oh. And, um, oh, it was... It might have been more November because I think my husband had a leg injury by then. But um, I spent all day because, you know, someone gave it to me. So I'm like sort of the obligation to read it. And so I'm reading it and I'm just crying, crying. And and then um, we were watching TV that night and uh, <laughs> and we're just um, – and so I'm like three-quarters away through this book. We're watching TV that night. And a book literally, like, it flew, like, it flew off the shelf and landed in the middle of our floor. And we just, like, look at each other, and we, we like, burst out laughing. And <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, pause. I got to see what book this is. <laughs> so <laughs> I pick it up, and so, so it's the second book that the George, the Dr. George guy wrote about his um, near-death experience and then bringing one of his um, – clients to Jesus through his experience and so I'm, I hadn't read that yet and I'm like okay I will read it you know so it's it's like that it's like that sort of thing that happened like like the it like literally it flew off the shelf there was no it wasn't like a oh it just like fell it was like landed in the middle of the room <laughs> and, oh my goodness yeah like curtains going okay mom this is the next mm -hmm. thing I need you to do this. exactly Ex stop reading something that's making you sad and cry and read this that gives you hope. Mm -hmm. And so I start, yeah, I started the next day, but it was, I mean, it just couldn't like, I couldn't believe it. It was just like, you know, and, and that's kind of like the, the feeling with all the, the signs is it's of goodness and light and love and hope and peace and a little bit of narcissism because it's amazing. You know, like, like that's kind of the, that's that's the feeling. And so when um when there's something that doesn't feel like that or sort of misses the mark that wouldn't be curtain, that's not of curtain. That's not of Jesus. And I'm very aware now that um that there's definitely not just one force of love and good. That you know it's a spiritual battle. So um you know, I, I just, I feel like we were also bombarded with all bombarded, <laughs> like curtain gave us all these signs and Jesus gave us all these signs. So we would get the feeling of, um, knowing when something hey, is, um, hey, of Jesus or not. Yeah. Hi, honey. Oh, um, my, my son just came. Okay. You go find daddy. I'm just ushering him. Okay. I love you. Go find daddy. Bye. Bye. Oh, <laughs> that was just okay. a, I to lock the door. <laughs> Sorry. 
No, I love it. This little voice. Okay, bye. Yeah. Bye. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I love that you are seeing the differences because oh my gosh, it's yeah. so confusing in this world mm-hmm. to know. Mm-hmm. You know, but when it's when it's of light and mm-hmm. and curtains, obviously sending you all kinds mm-hmm. of goodness and light. I just, I don't know. It's um, when you when you are in that mode of feeling Jesus and looking to Him, and like you said, oh, you know that love and obedience. You can feel the difference when. Oh, it's you can. Gone. Oh, yeah. So, um, so, well, should I? give more signs first or should I, I don't know. Like, would you want to hear about the time when um, there was like a spiritual warfare going on? I don't know. I don't know if that's too weird. <laughs> you no. you just say whatever is in your heart. I mean, I just feel like I love that you, you are seeing the significance of curtain going to heaven and bringing you into heaven. Yeah. Like bringing you to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think that is so huge it's changing your whole life so i'll yeah okay so i okay if um got a little outline in my head um our whole family like it like my husband's like we had a conversion experience because like every i mean so what what we would do is we like we both came so with jesus um I, so curtain is so prolific and I'll tell you signs after, but I do this first curtain is so prolific and so powerful. And so what he is allowed to do is so amazing that at one point, you know, I told you I was reading new age stuff and, and at one point, I mean, and this is, I'm, I'm ashamed of this, but I, I I feel like I need to say it. Um, at one point I was like, well, do I need Jesus because I got curtain? (laughs) So, um, yeah. Interesting. And, and it's really like, I, like, I, I am ashamed of that. Um, but I, I remember like current, you know, asking curtain for help and asking curtain for help and he would help us find stuff. And I'll tell you one of my daughter's favorite signs, but when it was for surrender and when it was for peace, it had to be I true. was not, I was not getting that. Right. Yeah. And so, so yeah. after the book flew off and landed and, oh, okay. So in the book. Um, he mentioned, <laughs> sorry, I like, I like Holy Spirit, like Kelly. No, it's good. I like, I just remembered, um, in the book, he's, um, in an alcohol clinic and this pastor's wife comes in and she is full blown alcoholic. And she's like, I can't stop, you know? And he's just like, ask Jesus, ask Jesus, you know, like, and, and she's like, I have nothing else. I'll ask Jesus. It's not going to work. You're, you're crazy, but I'm going to do it. And she asked, and when she woke up the next morning, she had no cravings for alcohol. And wow. so, yeah, so that's why I had to read the book. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. it would have been nice if I remember that. Um, so, so at that point, um, I just remember falling on my bed at night. And I was just like, just like, Jesus, please give me peace. Yeah, yeah. And I like, and he did. I woke up and I had a piece that was supernatural because I couldn't do it on my own. There's just no question when you no. Have, there's yeah. no question. There's no question, and and it's um, it's the grace. Yeah, because oh. he doesn't, you know. So that, that was probably, I'm like crying now, that was probably the experience of, you know, 
opening opening the door jesus is always knocking and that's the that's when i open the door isn't that isn't that interesting that there's there's really no handle on the side that he's mm -hmm. knocking we are the ones let him in we are the ones that receive him into our hearts and he is always there he's always ready yep wow yes you know, I was looking at this little coin. Okay, so for those of you listening, <laughs> Kelly sent me this sweet little, what would you call it? Like just a memorial um, coin? Yeah, just, or... just like, we, well, we call it a curtain coin. And that, and so that was like, yeah. Pre, so I, like, that was pre Jesus. So, like, if we ever make another badge, we got to put Jesus in there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? I mean, it says, I am the captain of my soul. Yeah. And he, he is steering himself i mean he he went straight to jesus and he's steering mm-hmm. all of you with his sweet soul to That's jesus right. yeah and i i i love on the back <clears throat> excuse me it says he who is who is brave is free yeah and tell me tell me a little bit about that so curtain um was named after one of my husband's friends who was um was killed in the rush to baghdad in the war my husband was at war in 2003 three when do we go to war 2003 i think and um and in march of 2003 it was the first car bomb and my husband's friend was um was killed but this the story behind this is that just like god's hand is in everything um michael curtain i i would get letters from war um that my husband's playing frisbee with Michael Curtin, and and back in that day there was no cell phone service um, to Iraq, so you know, like I would go online and there was this war tracker and and it listed everyone who died. <laughs> so oh, that wow. that's yeah, that's I was checking to see if my fiance was killed. Yeah. So, um, so then. I found out that Michael Curtin died through the war tracker. And I was like, wait a minute, is that who is mentioned in his letters? And, um, and on the war end, my husband would, was always in, was always in the mix. He would be the first one involved to do this, that the most dangerous thing. Like he doesn't like to hold back, you know, he's like, he likes to lead. And for that assignment, they were um, checking the trunks of cars to on some road and it was really early on in the war and um and for whatever reason my husband got pulled from that assignment and given what he thought was a lesser assignment and michael curtain was in his place and he my husband was I think um, a sergeant and I think Michael might've been under him or then they switched or something. And at one point he was, um, he was Michael Sergeant at one point. And, um, and so for whatever reason they were switched in this day where my husband was doing something often ways away and Michael Curtin was searching the cars with other, other guys. And, and, the way my husband tells it, I'm not going to do it justice, but it's like every single time he tells it in the last, what, 20 years, um, he always is saying, I was facing the other way and I took my helmet off and then I heard the explosion. Mm. And I was like, how did you, you're never supposed to take your helmet off. Like how, 
how did you know? Yeah. Like that moment where if God didn't switch them, yeah. my husband would have died. You know, my fiance, he would have died. And, and yeah. so Michael, like the way we see it is that, you know, there's no greater love than laying down your life for a friend or, you know, and, and, um, wow. And so, and you named Curtin after him, his last it was, Curtin. it was not right for Spencer. Isn't we, that interesting? Yes. We, we toyed with Spencer's name and, and he's like freaking, you know, he's like named after a character in a book, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like Curtin, it was a family affair. All four of us, Matt, Sophie, Spencer, and myself had to agree on the name and the only name. We didn't know a boy or girl, so we had a girl's name picked out. And the only boy name we could come up with was Curtin. And um, so at my husband's, at Curtin's eulogy, like my husband did like a 20-minute speech at his memorial. And half of it was on Michael Curtin and... And, you know, the, the name Curtin, like, if you just Google, it means hunchback, I think. And my husband's like, yeah, it's kind of like a, for, for the type of kid he was, yeah, it fits his, like, physical, <laughs> you know. And that's like, cute. Born with all these physical issues. But he's like, I think the true meaning of Curtin is brave. Hmm. And then um, because Curtin, you know, I, like, I, he kept all his pain inside. And he wasn't going to show anyone. It was very, you know, like he let me in. He showed me a little bit. But um, after he died, we had no fear. Oh, so, and then, okay. So then recently um, we were learning about um, how Cyrus is named specifically that um, I think in Daniel, Daniel names Cyrus is going to be the king to um, help the Jews. And um, so I was like, wow, he's, he's like literally mentioned in the Bible. And I'm like, hey, is Curtin in the Bible? <laughs> yeah, right. You want to look and see. Yeah. And so the curtain is like the covering of you know, what, like the Ark of the Covenant or that when the, yeah. and now, and now like I do the KJV, but in the NIV, I think it's like when the curtain is torn, that's when the people can have a direct relationship with God. Cause it, before in the, the Jewish, they would need the, um, curtain. yeah, right. They would need it. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, when the curtain was lifted, we found Jesus. Like, that's pretty, like, that's what we've been saying all along. And I just like found it in the Bible. <laughs> it's almost like it's literal. Like you said, yeah. like it's like, yeah. do you know, I, in looking at this coin, cause I have it in my hand and now I treasure it even more knowing more of the meaning, but, um, it's almost like in my thoughts, both curtain, your son and Michael curtain are like fighting for the good. They are yeah. probably together. Yes, I I totally believe it. And they're warriors for Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just out there doing all that they can to get everyone to turn to him who is. I I totally believe it. I do. Wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Kelly, thank you Mm -hmm. so much for sharing so much. I don't know if you have any other little last thoughts in your heart, but I just I feel so blessed, I guess, even especially at this Christmas time to talk so much about Jesus. Oh my gosh. I love talking about Jesus. <laughs> and so much so about awesome. how your son mm-hmm. was that 
direct gateway to him. I mean, who would have thought in all of the sorrow and all of the grief that you would find this? Well, there, um, I, I actually, if you don't mind, like, I mean, I, I, there's so, um, so, okay. So if you don't mind, I'll, I'll share a few of the signs. I mean, I got pages of signs, but I'll share a few of them. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, to like, because like you were saying the difference, you know, how, how we can tell the difference between this sign versus a sign that's not. So after this year and a half, um, I'm pretty much convinced that I don't have many original thoughts and it's kind of like, where do I, well, I mean, not in like a negative way in, in like, yeah. where do our th- thoughts come from? Yeah. And I know based on all the signs that Curtin gives, he'll do like, I'll get a thought and then I'll get a sign and they go together. Yeah. So, Oh, where's that thought? Come? Oh, he's put, he is literally putting the thought and I'm thinking it. And then, so if I know I'm, you know, I'm a Christian and, and like when I accepted Jesus now, like I believe in spiritual warfare, there is a devil. And so what, you know, the devil has fallen angels with him who are demons and what are they doing? They're trying to put thoughts in too. So, um, so the type of stuff Curtin will do, and I know like, this is the frequency we do is, um, like, okay, let me get a good one. Um, Okay. Well, okay. Can I give you a big one? A big one. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. This was, this was <laughs> my, my favorite one. Like, I mean, I have a couple that rival it, but this was um, early on and I was, um, okay. I, I just washing the dishes and my friend is um, texting me, Hey, do you want to see a present I made for you? Um, and it's probably a couple months, maybe one month or two after a curtain passed. And do you want to see what I made you? Do you want to see it? Um, and I'm washing dishes and the lights are okay. So by this point, Curtin knew how to blink our lights in the house. <laughs> so it was like, Isn't that um, crazy. <laughs> yeah. There was one, um, the first day he started blinking the lights, we were, um, we went to a, um, a fundraiser for this, um, Vegas police cop who got shot. And, um, mm-hmm. So the lights are blinking, blinking, blinking. And we're like, and I mean, it was crazy. Like, but it wasn't scary. It was like, I see you. I hear you. I'm going, I'm doing it. (laughs) It's like a wee, you know? And, um, so I stayed in the car with Freddie and cause there was a huge line, they're getting food and, you know, and, um, I stayed in the car and I was going, I was YouTubing songs and um this one song came on from Andy Grammer who Curtin also liked and um and it was like the one where like don't give up or I won't give up on you or I you know and and the, there's like teens in the cancer war and they're like and I'm just like yeah okay I'm crying all the way through it but it's almost one of those things where you can't look away you know and and um and then there's like a couple lyrics that um were like, um, it was like, I won't give up on you, I think, or something, something like that. Yeah. And I thought to myself, Curtin, you gave up. And all of a sudden on the little pop-up came up and I've never seen this before and never seen it since in capital letters, it said naive. Wow. And I like the message was, don't you pity yourself because 
I'm doing for you. Like that was what I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, naive. Like I'm like, okay, I can't because like he's it's just like calling me out. Like you gave yeah. up on me. Like calling me out. No, I didn't. You're so naive. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so that yeah. that was like whoa. And um, it's so like, it's like you don't know. You have no idea how exactly. bigger this is. How much exactly? Bigger this and he is. wasn't yeah. having it. Don't do yourself pity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like seriously. And and that I was like, I mean, you know, he's. I think he's the only one that I ever let do that sort of stuff to me. So, <laughs> so, um, it was around this time. So now I'm back to the, um, washing dishes and, and she's like, Hey, do you want to, um, you want to see my present for you? And so, so he's blinking the lights, he's blinking the phone and I'm like, yes, yeah. He's so excited. Yes. And so she made me this, um, name plaque of my family and it has all our names and like arranged in like a Scrabble way. And she like there's like little scrabble tiles you know and and she made them and it was beautiful and uh, i mean she it, it's just gorgeous and it's hanging on my wall now and she sent letters for maddie <laughs> I gotta and it is gorgeous and and so um she said you know i i thought i had a misspelling and then i, I really feel like curtain was with me because i found the misspelling and and then i was like um oh let me um Matt had made one out of um, bigger tiles the year before when we moved in. And I remember that he was trying to put it back together because it fell off the wall and he was trying to put it back together and it's out in the garage. So I went out to the garage and I looked and all the pieces were still all jumbled there. And I'm like, oh, bummer, you know, because um, I wanted to see like how she did it versus how my husband did it. And then um, I came back in and a little bit later on, the kids and I heard a crash from the kitchen. So I went in the kitchen and I'm like, Oh, I don't see anything wrong. And at this point we had a digital picture frame with all pictures of curtain and the picture on the frame was of all the four kids and curtain had his little finger in his mouth and like, I'm up to something. And so I, um, I went back to the kids and I just described the picture. So that night I went online. I don't know why when I, I don't remember, um, in the photos and I clicked, um, I went to click on photos. I clicked on it and I usually what I do is I put all the pictures when I upload from my phone and I put them into, um, you know, organized little folders with their date and you know, the month like, I have to do it that way. Otherwise I get, you know, overwhelmed. And so I noticed in the photos that there was a curtain picture with him wearing his jam, his Christmas jammies. And it was labeled August. And I was like, my husband took my pictures and ruined them. (laughs) He's like, he jacked them all up. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so freaking out. And so I first went back to August to make sure that the August pictures were okay. And they seemed okay. And then I clicked on this album with the Christmas jammies. And, and this picture is so funny. He's like lying on the couch with a, he had stolen a big bottle of glue and he's lying on the couch laughing. Like he's like, I got <laughs> did, you. I got did that. a really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did a really bad thing. <laughs> so funny. And, um, so I clicked on the album and I see like the curtain jammies and like, you know, uh, a few pictures of him at the end. I'm like, okay, there's like seven pictures and that's weird. So I clicked new album again and the same album came up. What? And I did, yeah, yeah, I clicked like untitled new album and, and it was untitled, but the same pictures came in. 
and I, I clicked it like every time I clicked it, the same pictures came in. And so finally, like, um, because like, I am not very psychic. So like, he's persistent. I'm not psychic. So I clicked it. And then um, I noticed finally all the pictures in the album. In the middle of the seven pictures was um, the completed um, name puzzle that my husband did a year before that I just went out into the garage to find that was jump. So it was the name puzzle that I had just wanted to see like an hour before, a couple hours before. Oh, wow. And the picture next to it was the picture I described to the kids where Curtin had his finger in his mouth being like, I'm up to something. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh my and, goodness. Right. So I, so, and, and I can't even, I was like, he, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say because like, it was just this big event, like tied in everything. He, he had one of my best friends, like be like, Hey, do you want to create me a name puzzle? Right. That, because ours broke and then he found me the picture of it and then he made sure to, that I knew it was him <laughs> by giving me the picture and the crash in the kitchen with the picture and it was all put together and it all came together and there's just I no mean, there's no way that's a coincidence there's, I mean, there's no way just, there's no way that's and so it's like, sweet like thank you like thank you because I like there, you know, there is no way we can say that nothing happens after you die. (laughs) There's no way. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say? What would you say? I mean, obviously recognizing and and letting Jesus in your life, but what is the, what is the best thing or the, something that has helped you so much in all of this aside from that, because that's huge. That takes over everything, of course, but is there something that, maybe you could share that others might be able to Um, help with or, you know, be open to if they're grieving. I, I just think like it took us a long time, um, to, I, I think it just took us too long, but what, I mean, let me think. Um, it's like the, the thought that instantly came was just pick up a Bible and start reading. And I know like I, you know, for the first, um, once, once we came to Jesus, we sat down as a family and we would either, I, I didn't, I couldn't do anything except sit there. And, um, my husband would read or sometimes the kids would read and, um, reading the Bible changes you. And Mm. like, I, the more you read, the more you learn, the more you're given the eyes to see. And, um, so that we didn't do that. That was too long. And the other thing, um, another thing is that when Curtin died, we had, you know, it took away our fear. And, and my, one of my favorite verses is, you know, perfect love, like cast out fear. <laughs> I, I don't even, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, wait, I'm sure. it. but, but it's like, you know, um, perfect love casts out fear and, and Curtin's love, was just almost about as perfect as you could get, but God's love is perfect. And, and, um, we, Curtin died in the middle of, co- you know, the first starting of COVID and, yeah. um, we, I didn't, I didn't even tell you about his memorial. We, we had people at his, he had a fantastic memorial. Um, 
but we didn't have our family there. And I think mm -hmm. a lot, there was a lot of fear about traveling and about COVID and about getting mm -hmm. sick. And, um, there's no fear. Like, no, we don't, we don't have fear. We, we know, like, if anything, we're like, okay, let's, uh, God, can you finish your story now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we get yeah. to Revelation? <laughs> you know, we got to get moving. Um, yeah. Right. So, so the, the, I think, um, one of the biggest things is fear and that's, that's not of Jesus. That's of the devil. And, and if you give the devil a little inch, he'll, he'll take it. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And the, I think there is that spiritual warfare going on and, um, you know, like we have to like protect ourselves from that. Um, I love that too, where, you know, I mean, it's okay to be sad. We, of course mm -hmm. you are missing the person you love and your child or your husband or whoever it may be that has left this big hole. And it's not like you're not going to feel that. Of course you are. Right. But with, always, always, yeah, always. It's not something you get over or, you know, it's going to be gone. But the hope that, like you said, the Bible words can bring or that just looking to God will bring mm -hmm. is the peace and the comfort that fills up the holes. Not all the time, but it fills it up enough that you can keep putting your foot in, one foot in front of the other. You know, yeah, ab absolutely with that, because at the end of each of our physical lives, like there's, there's going to be another thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And so this is just a blip. And my husband has been so good about like, we'll see him again. You know, just that we'll see him again. We'll be with him again. You know, he, you yeah. know, like, oh, why isn't I, oh, he's not here, you know because he wanted us with him forever, <laughs> you know, like he wanted us to go with it. You know, we, we will be with him forever. And like, this is, you know, this is not our home. This is earth. Um, that, you know, it won't, the system we're doing now is not, it's not the real deal. Like it's, it's a reality. Sure. But like there's, you know, the spiritual reality is much more, you know, that's, I, I think living in, um, and even before, so even, even before we just went full Bible, I say, <laughs> you know, we went to Jesus, like, um, even before I had started living more, um, in the spirit instead of, um, in the earth. So, so like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus even says like, you know, don't, <laughs> don't love the material things here, you know, like, like, so it, I found myself like, um, a little bit different from other people because I had started like, no, I, well, how can I just live for this earth? Because like my son is in heaven, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I have to live in two yeah. places. And so really just, you know, coming to that knowing where like, you know, he's, he's still, I, I don't even know what, you know, he's still alive. He's more alive than we are, you know, like we're in bodies that are decaying and he's, he's not, <laughs> he'll get his glorified body and we'll, we all will, you know, but, um, you know, like it's, it's just to be able to, um, to take the lie that death means nothing and to, to say, that's a lie. That mm -hmm. is a lie we've been told in our culture. That's a lie by people who just like want to erase God. Like the, the truth is that, you know, we like, <laughs> 
highlight Jesus. <laughs> and yeah. then like you got you 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 got your, you know, you just like roadmap through Jesus and like you got your life coming. You know, you still it's not, you know, you don't your physical body, like, oh please take that. <laughs> you know, like yeah. um we're so limited with our physical bodies. Oh, so but that's limited. but that's why we're here so that we can prove ourselves to mm-hmm. to go forward. And after yeah. I love that you have so much wisdom and so much hope in what's coming and and that oh it's just like you said it's so freeing to know the knowing (laughs) yep yep then because then you don't have to live in fear you don't have to be afraid oh I'm gonna die and a lot of people don't want to suffer and I I understand that too with like getting oh if I get an illness then I don't my fear is I'm gonna suffer but you know like I mean at least for us we watched Curtin and he taught us that, you know, you can, you can suffer. And then like, um, you know, and I, I suppose Jesus also taught us that. And that's probably the, you know, the bigger suffering, <laughs> but like we, for my husband and I, we needed eyeballs yeah. on our child, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. But look how he totally in his suffering, your sweet curtain turned you to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my without even knowing it until after. Yeah. You know, all of that, that is such a huge yeah. realization and a huge blessing. Oh, my mm-hmm. heavens. Kelly, thank you so much for all of this. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. I'm so glad to know you and know Chris. Oh, thank and, you. Oh. And just sharing this with other people, especially, like I said, right now at, at Christmas time, if we all just look to him, yeah, we'll get, we'll get it. We'll get through and we'll. We'll mm-hmm. keep moving forward and we'll feel that hope and that love that he mm-hmm. just wants us to have for each other. Oh my gosh, and it's amazing. Yeah. It's huge. It's so huge. Oh, bless you. Okay. Thank you yeah. so, so much. Oh, thank you. I, you know, I really, I did, this was like the perfect present for me. <laughs> so thank you. I love it. Like, I love really, that you think it's a gift. <laughs> it's such a gift. <laughs> to talk about my son. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for joining today. If you or someone you know is grieving and would find comfort in having something to hold on to that is tangible and a part of their loved one's journey, please visit our website, carriebearers.com. My book, Something to Hold On To, is also available on my website. These stories of different people in their grief have helped so many find hope. The book also includes a chapter on the making and delivering of the 9-11 carry bears to the FDNY, NYPD, and Port Authority families in New York City. This is Carrie Pike, creator of Carry Bears, wishing you love and laughter, hope and healing.